Foodies Rock with Leslie Chesterman on show 97.7. An expert's guide for what to put in your mouth and where to do it. At exactly 10 after 7. Good morning, Leslie. Well, you know, it was a good morning, Terry, until I saw your Twitter post. Oh. The Barbie Bart. Yeah, it's what? a, yeah, I, I, I was just saying to a friend of mine, uh, like it or not, uh, the Barbie Barn is uh, such a legendary restaurant in this town. Yeah. And uh, from uh, the days of uh, Ralph Lockwood, if you don't know who he is, uh, he was right. a very, 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 very popular morning radio right. personality. And uh, him and uh, a lot of the Montreal Canadiens, a lot of the Montreal Expos, a lot of the Montreal Alouettes, and a lot of very famous Montrealers could be found in the Barbie barn downtown, and it didn't make it through. Wow. You know, uh, my I, I hadn't been there for years. When I was little, I heard Ralph Lockwood talk about it so much that all yeah. I said to my parents was, I want to go to the Barbie barn. I mean, when you hear about that, when you hear that all the time, it becomes indoctrinated in your head. You know, yeah. so... I, I don't even know if they eventually took me, but the last time I went, it was, I mean, a long time ago, and there was a friend who came from England, and he said, I'd like to try this barbecue. <laughs> and so we went, and kind of I kind of had a very sticky menu, or it was a paper menu, a very, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of greasy yeah, menu, and uh, the food was, and he thought it was just great. And I'm yeah. like, you know, this this is exactly what it is, and um it really kind of hit the spot at the right time, but it's just anything that's an older restaurant in Montreal just uh, really yeah. Gets well, me. It it's especially like the Muddy's Olivier, the Barbie yeah, Bar, and you know, spe- yeah. they're not the same, but you know. No, I, I, and I've said this before. I get it. All cities evolve, and you know, a lot of restaurants have their time and come and go. But there's something sad about these signature places closing. And please, God, don't tell me it's to make way for another bloody condo building oh, on Guy right. Street. Yeah, Um, the good good news is another chain restaurant. Yeah, yeah. The good news is uh, for uh, friends of mine who love to, you know, get off the plane and go right to the Barbie Barn, the West Island location remains open. So, yeah, and they can get, you know, it's probably closer to the airport. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Well, it's it's hard because uh, you know if you could shed a tear over Montreal restaurant that closed every time I pass by Le Caveau, I'm like, what? I'm like, oh yes. You yeah, know, there's yeah. just this, you know, evolution, except things, of course, are so different now, because at the end of all this, I was talking to a chef I know yesterday, and uh, boy, he looked down, and he's like, we're going to put plexiglass between the tables, and we're going to do this, and we're going to keep this distance, and on the terrace, we have to have two meters apart, and some people are already not doing two meters apart, and whoa, like, it, you, yeah. we stop thinking about it, and then you talk to somebody who's living it every day, and you're like, wow, this is really tough you know yeah like, and, no matter and what I, like and i, we I say hate, it every week but, yeah we do and i and i hate i hate to say it but i i think by the time the fall rolls around there's a sad reckoning coming for a lot of restaurants so do what you can to support them yeah and you know it's funny i heard normal priest talking on the radio the other day and they said are you how do you feel about this he said are you optimistic or pessimistic and normal said i'm realistic because even if restaurants reopen and that's kind of a personal decision if you want to go or not uh, especially if you're older, if you're compromised in any way, do you have to run out to a restaurant maybe? But uh, the thing is for them is that a restaurant that's running at 30% or 50% capacity is probably not profitable. And there was another very good article in the States about how, you know, of course the States is living this right now in a very precarious way, which is a lot of restaurants are opening up and then one person tests positive for the virus, then they've got to close down 
and then everybody has to be tested, and yeah. then they've got then they open up a week later, and they said the expense of opening up and closing down and open, and it's just it is just rough. So my idea today was to you know because we can't harp on this every day, just because. We know it's rough, so we also have to think of things that are optimistic on this absolutely beautiful summer day. Yes, yes. And I want to talk about, you know, we're always in the winter for some reason. Food writers are always like, my top ten winter dishes. Like, (laughs) And number one is always either raclette, uh, fondue, or onion soup, right? So I'm like, (laughs) what are the top ten summer dishes? So I'm racking my brain. I'm like, what? or do we just have barbecued hamburgers every single night? You know, like, (laughs) what are the summer classic dishes? So I want to give people some ideas if they're looking for, you know, they usually go to the restaurant, they want some ideas. What, like, do you have a summer dish, Terry? Something that you just crave in the summer? Yeah, it's funny. I, I was just I was just thinking of it as you began to talk about it, and I've got to give it more thought. So away yeah, well, you, while I'm, yeah, well, yeah, well, you away say, you, yes, I agree. Yes, yes. Uh, away you go. Yeah, and of course, to everybody, this is really the time to cook at home also. And and this is a great time for restaurants, too, because all the local produce is coming in. Tomatoes actually taste like tomatoes. You know, there's little things to celebrate in life. The fact that strawberries are coming in, you know. God, it doesn't take much to make me happy. Okay, so number one, ratatouille. Now, ratatouille is not just a movie. It is actually a dish, (laughs) which is a combination of eggplant, which usually people stop right there because so many people don't like eggplant. But eggplant, red pepper, zucchini, and onion, and they make a stew out of it. But my little tip is to take all those things, grill them, and then toss them together. Because if you make a stew, it looks like you know, it looks a little bit like dog food. Now, you're not allowed to say food looks like dog food, but it all kind of turns brown. It's like <laughs> the eggplant takes over, and the texture is very, not fishy, but, su- like, suspicious. <laughs> anyway, grill grill all those things, throw them together, put dressing on. That is how to make ratatouille fun and delicious. Number two, shrimp on the Barbie. You know, like... I think that, like, brochettes of shrimp are great. Of course, nobody should be eating shrimp because it's very hard to find sustainable shrimp, et cetera, et cetera. That's a little sidebar there. But um, shrimp on the barbecue, great thing to do because it's hard to mess it up because you don't have to overcook them. That's the only way you can over overdo it with shrimp is by overcooking them. Uh, number three, a wonderful cake called the pavlova. And I'm going to give Esteban a recipe to put on the show website mm. because it's not all rock and roll. It's also <laughs> the occasional recipe. Rock and roll and the occasional recipe. Show yes. them FM. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, and, it's, and it's so easy that a monkey can make it. That's uh, the best. Monkey recipes are the best. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just this classic uh, uh, Australian, New Zealand. They're still fighting over who uh, invented this dessert with whipped cream and meringue and strawberries and raspberries. And it's amazing. Everybody loves it. Uh, number four, rhubarb strawberry pie. Some people hate rhubarb. I don't understand how people don't like rhubarb, but, you know, to each his own or her own. Um, just such a classic. And also, rhubarb strawberry pie, just to let you know, is so much better without the strawberries. So just make Is it? Pie. Really? We, we had oh, yeah, rhubarb. Yeah, because strawberries are just, it, it waters everything down. Like, mm, the, we had, we the strawberries had, are really watery. Uh, mm, rhubarb yeah. strawberry crisp last week, and it oh. was delicious. I do like strawberries in the crisps version. Okay. All right. And somebody yesterday on Facebook called rhubarb the devil's celery, and I don't like that. It's not a nice thing to say about rhubarb. The devil's celery, okay? Uh, number five, pulled pork. Now, pulled pork is something that everybody loves, right? And pulled pork is not hard to make on the barbecue. It's smoked for like five hours. But really, as long as you're just, let's say you're gardening or something, you keep an eye on it. 
I made it one year and it was such a hit. It's you just put then you pile it all up and it's you know pork butt, which is what you buy. You it's usually on sale. It's often on sale and you just put it in your barbecue. You have to have a kind of a charcoal barbecue. It doesn't really work with a unless they've come up with some technique. But usually you really need a charcoal barbecue and you just let it there and let it smoke forever. And then you pull up this glorious piece of meat and you shred it up and you put it on hamburger buns with barbecue sauce and it is killer. So mm. good. Mm. Um. Okay, now it's a bit early for this, but I can't talk about summer dishes without talking about hot buttered plate a plate of corn. Because oh corn is the big thing to eat in summer, but that's like August. If you're getting corn in July, by the way, it's not local. So last year there was so much corn, and I was talking to a farmer. He's like, I don't know where it's coming from, but it sure ain't from here. And it said, like, <laughs> that corn. He's like, it's not. You know, anyway, corn, great one. Clafouti, which is a gr- well which is either a great or a grim French cake because it has, um, you know, can fall into either of those rankings because it has cherries in it. And they say it's better when you leave the pits in. But if you don't, you know, tell your guests, next thing you know, you're doing the Heimlich maneuver on somebody because <laughs> you forgot to tell them there are pits in the cherries in the clefouti, which is really just a big pancake with cherries in it. Let's face it. It's got a very fancy name. It's a very kind of dull dessert maybe that's the recipe i should give esteban we should try to let's re 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 bring back the clafouti into fashion sliced watermelon right out of the freezer mm. fantastic summer dessert anything with watermelon is that my friend made a cocktail called the stargazer it was kind of watermelon with Grand Marnie, and then she'd like throw blueberries at it. I, I don't think it was a very good cocktail, but back then we enjoyed a lot of them. <laughs> caprese salad, which is like the best. This is my number two yeah. caprese salad, which is really tomatoes in the summer with mozzarella. And my new thing, which all Italians will, you know, throw things at me for saying, but I would rip up some bread and add it on there and put olive oil too, which is panzanelli, which is we also would put cucumber in there, but like add little croutons of bread uh, into your caprese. Unless you have Italians coming over, then don't do that because they'll tell you not to do that. But <laughs> I think that's really good. And my number one all time summer dish beer can chicken. Beer can chicken that for years I was too much of a snob to enjoy. And one day a gazette <laughs> photographer came over and said to me, do you ever make beer can chicken? And I looked at him and I said, you can go home now because, you know. <laughs> and then one day I made a beer can chicken. I'm like, this is the best damn thing I've ever wow. made. So if you've never made beer can chicken, give it a go. It is amazing. And then try the pulled pork, uh, the pork butt on the barbecue too, which is great. I like those kind of things that are a project, but the beer can chicken, you've got to watch it because if it falls over sideways, it can burn. Don't ask me how I know that. Okay. <laughs> it happened a couple of times. Okay. The one, the and you one, can also drink half the beer. The one thing that I would add to the uh, beer can chicken table or the uh, pulled pork is a nice big bowl of uh, potato salad. P- uh, specific, ah, you know, and preferably my, my, mo- right. my mom's potato salad. The, the, it always reminds me of summer, that dish. I am so, yeah, don't leave the potato salad in the sun or you'll... No, 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 yeah. Or you won't go to the hospital because of COVID, so you'll have to take care of yourself. But um, I'm so with you on the potato salad. So good. Make sure you use a firm potato like a Yukon Gold or an Idaho. But, uh, you know, I've noticed one thing. You say your mom's is the best. I've gotten a lot of takeout food since COVID started. And I say one place where the restaurants are failing is they. they, I have not had one good potato salad that beats my mom's from a restaurant. There you go. Something about mom's Mom's potato potato salad. salad. Yeah. Yeah. Beats them all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was a good list. And it makes me want to just go out and barbecue. Thank you, Leslie. Yeah. Good. Well, we have to finish on a positive note. Yes, we do. Um, We started uh, with the Barbie barn. Yeah. And we finished with this.